FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Gospels and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Getting ready, I'm getting dressed. <laughs> g'day, g'day, everybody. <laughs> We're in uh, sort of a new studio setup, and I'm, I feel like I'm a DJ. You feel like you're a DJ. Check these out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> dreams really do come true. Jay those of Shizzle you, in the house. <laughs> For those of you who are watching on video, just picture me looking so awesome. <laughs> just, just with your with your headphones uh, over there, looking right. looking great. That's right. Take some tips. <laughs> so we're good this week. Um, we're excited to talk to you. Always beautiful gospels to to reflect on, and and beautiful topic as well that we get to talk about. We get to talk about kids um you you of course justine doesn't have an item wasn't going to ask but i was going to tell you do you have kids i hope that by now that's <laughs> no, not I know, breaking I know. news for you but to everyone yes i don't have any children but i have um, i'm an auntie and it's the best that is actually the best role in the world because you can have fun Boost them up with sugar and then send them home. <laughs> yes. See ya, bye. Do, do you? Do you? Are you the auntie that they all sort of look forward to and look at your hands? Look and at see me. <laughs> look at me. No, I don't need bribery. No. I don't need chocolate or sweets. You're in the hands. fun auntie. I'm so fun. I'm yeah. Push the boundaries a little bit, but um, no, nah, it's it's such a joy. So um, just reflecting on them for for this um podcast was really special for me because I feel like they just enrich my life. So. And they give me an excuse to eat my childhood treats. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I can eat six Freddos and roll-ups and, you know, it's the kids. It's for the kids. For the kids. Do, do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. That's my life motto. So <laughs> I, I have um, – I, I don't have any nephews and nieces yet or – I don't know. I don't say anything, but mm, <laughs> well, I'm, so maybe soon, maybe soon. <laughs> I'm very excited. Oh, good. good. So, so um, yeah, I, I, I haven't. I want to be the uncle that yeah. that spoils. The I'll kids. give you tips. Don't worry. I'll yeah. hook you up. I'll hook you up when um when the time has come for. Yes, yeah, so show me what to do and how to yeah how to. Win. I had a favorite uncle. Did you have a favorite auntie or uncle that you you? Um, well, all of my aunties and uncles lived in Malta, so we didn't really have yes. any. But I had a great auntie Tessie. Great, I had an auntie Tessie yeah. who was a nun. Ah, this one's not a nun. She's definitely married, but she would always grab our cheeks. <laughs> I don't know. This is great, and the like slobberiest, like ten thousand kisses in two minutes. Oh my goodness! But um, she was like our auntie slash grandma in Australia. So D- did she have did she have whiskers like hair? No, she's <laughs> a glam. She's glamorous. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you've had some bad experiences <laughs> with um, my auntie Tessie. My auntie Tessie. She's a nun. By the way, did you say she's my great aunt? Yeah, uh-huh. but she, she's since in heaven. Well, I, I, I love her very much. Like I used to go and visit her. She was a cloister nun, so she never left. Wow, actually, so what a woman! In Valletta, she lived in Valletta. And when when I went to tell her that I was going to become a priest, um, the first thing she told me, the first <laughs> thing she told me, I was really excited to tell her. You know, there's a nun in the family, and now there's going to be a priest in the family. <laughs> so I go in and I tell her, I tell her, Auntie, um, I'm I'm thinking um, I'm going to enter into the seminary. She looked at me and she said. <laughs> So you're the one. So you're the one. Okay. 
And she just continued with the conversation. <laughs> Apparently, she's been praying like for, she, for 50 years for a priest oh within gosh. the family. <laughs> and she's just thinking, ah, oh, okay, this is the one. It happened. Okay, oh, so the wow. Not shocked by God's not shocked Not at all. At all. Yeah, it was, it was something. Yeah, it was something. And yet, beautiful. all you can remember is her whiskers. <laughs> no. She's cut her some slack. <laughs> no, she was beautiful. Absolutely. True. I, I really enjoyed actually um, listening, studying, reflecting on this. I reflected on this all week. Um, mm. Every day I just have a little bit of a meditation with this. I usually meditate on the gospel of the day, like mm. throughout the week. But this week I kept to this, this Sunday one. Mm. Anyway, I'll, I'll be happy to move on to the next, even though I love this gospel. Yeah, like seven times <laughs> over. <laughs> um, wonderful. So we are reading from um, the gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 to 37. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum, where when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet on the way they had, because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be the first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. And taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me but the one who sent me. <laughs> you, you were, I, I laughed because you said Capernaum. I, I, I had a mini freak out in my head and I said, just be confident. Just whatever comes out. <laughs> I, I tell Father Rob Pixon you about that. Oh, what is it, Capernaum? No, Capernaum, I know it. Capricorns. Capricorn. Capers. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry that I haven't studied scripture. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. But this is, again, this is a, a journey. Jesus' frustration. I see, I, I, I don't know, I just feel so sorry for Jesus. Yeah. I feel so sorry for him. Yeah. At this moment, he's so frustrated with his disciples. He's tried everything, mm. everything. And now he's telling his disciples, okay, that's it. Time is running short. Time is running out. I'm soon going to get killed. Guys, Let's go. Let's go and let's not be disturbed. And this is how the scripture starts, that he, Jesus, wanted to be alone. Not that he didn't want to be with other people, but now was the time for him to be with his family. Now was the time to be with his disciples, to invest in his disciples, because if they didn't get it, there's not going to be a plan B. Mm. They're in trouble. There's not going to be a gospel. Jesus' kingdom and his message wouldn't advance but yet they still weren't getting it they still weren't understanding yeah and you can almost sort of imagine frustrated moments where he's looking to god and just thinking like really these 12 like are you sure anyone else because yeah i I think i've never heard it put that way like if they didn't really absorb in the truth of what jesus came to the earth who was going to spread the message? Yeah, <laughs> it would be lost. <laughs> so if they didn't do it, no one else did. And it, they had to... So Jesus had... This was his job now, before he died, was not to heal more people, was not to get more followers, but to make sure that now these apostles will continue 
the ministry that Jesus started. Yes. Yeah. And so he but he was panicking because he's yeah. thinking, Father, are you serious? Yeah. Why did you give me the, the yeah. these whatever he called them yeah. you know <laughs> yeah 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 why did he give me these they're, they're messed up yeah. like can surely. i get a refund <laughs> can i get a refund no <laughs> yeah. yeah no and i think the fact that you know jesus doesn't ever sort of get angry at them is is such a um it's consoling for me at least yes. because i know that in my life sometimes god's divine logic if you want to call it what makes sense to god sometimes doesn't make sense to us and sometimes yes. You know, what we know is supposed to be the truth. Um, you know, we know we're supposed to, tr- you know, trust during tough times. We we know on paper that he resurrected and, and conquered the grave. And yet when we're confronted with suffering or we're confronted with a situation in life that challenges us or causes us um, pain, we're sort of like, we don't, what are you... What are you talking about, God? We kind of start to back out because divine logic doesn't make sense in real time human understanding, but it does make sense in the bigger scheme of life's unfoldings in God's plan. Yes, and I think this is where Jesus was was trying to say, hey, now I need these people to have the same mind, the same thoughts, mm. the same reactions as I have, because from now onwards, they're going to be me in this yeah, world. Wow. They're going to be me in this world. But the, the beginning of the scripture also talks not only about him trying to... Um, Convince not only trying to put on the same mind of the, the the apostles, the apostles in the same mind as him, but he's also trying to convince the betrayer, who he doesn't mention who it is at this mm. po- moment. He's trying to convince Judas not to betray him. Mm. I don't again the verse is, I, I I don't know what verse it is, but he talks about the one who was going to betray him, mm-hmm. and that he would come to light, that he would come to understand this. This wasn't again a condemnation, yeah, but it was just a, a persuasion. Just Judas, please. Just change your mind. Yeah, wow. And Jesus knew full well um, what was about to happen. You mm. know, it wasn't – sometimes we can – if we isolate his suffering and death, sometimes we can look at that and, and see Jesus as a victim of, you know, persecution. But, you know, the this prediction, the second prediction, just kind of drives that message home that Jesus was not a helpless victim. No. He wasn't a helpless victim. He, in a sense, he handed himself over to the will of God mm. um, because he knew that without the suffering and death, there could be no resurrection. And gosh, like I, I've heard that quite a few times, you mm. know, but, and yet in my life, I try and skip the suffering step. Yes. You know, I, I want to jump to the resurrection. I don't want to do the, the suffering bit, but suffering is so part of our life. And this just reminds me that Jesus has suffered he is not just watching from a distance, cheering me on and saying, you can do this. He's with me saying, I've done this and I am with you. And there will be meaning out of this suffering. This suffering is not the end. Death is not the end. He will bring meaning out of it. And I think especially for the time we are living in now, like I don't know the story of many of our listeners. I don't know the suffering that you know you as listeners are going through and I might never know that, but this COVID is really, it's been a huge spanner in the works. It's been a toolbox thrown yes. in the works and lockdown is hard. And just every now and then just really stopping and trying to lean into God, you know, lean into the one who's been through the greatest of suffering and just claim the resurrection, claim that there is meaning, claim that he is in it. Um, I found that, I don't know, it's just a little flicker of hope in this scripture for me as well. And I, I also like... Uh, 
what you said also is that sometimes we're afraid of the cross and we want to skip straight to the resurrection. And I think this is what the apostles were at this moment. They were they were missing the point. Jesus had over and over and over again talked about his suffering. But if you notice, so all throughout the scripture, the apostles never questioned, they never asked about the suffering. Hey, Jesus, what do you mean you're going to suffer? Hey, Jesus, explain to us a little bit more about your suffering. But each time it's as though they keep denying it. Mm. Peter and all the apostles just keep denying it in word, but like, for example, we had last week, and then Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Or they just don't question about it. Jesus is talking about suffering, and what are they talking about? Who's going to be the chief minister in the kingdom, oh my in, in the kingdom of heaven? Yeah. And I, I think it's just so much... What we do, sometimes God calls us to pick up our cross and to follow him, mm. but we don't question it. We don't dig deep into that. Yes, And that is, I think, so painful to Jesus at this moment. I just see his heart breaking. Mm. It's like someone, you know, someone you go to a doctor and they see a mole and they tell you, hey, you better get this checked out because this could be cancerous. But you never go to the doctor just mm. in case it is cancerous and you don't want to go through it. That's what it seemed that the apostles actually knew that there was going to be suffering because when Jesus called them out and said, hey guys, what were you talking about on your way? They sort of hesitated and they were embarrassed and they felt awkward because they knew that they were talking, uh, uh, they were avoiding the thing that was most important to them. And Jesus then has to to take action. Totally. And we see that... um where Jesus takes a seat, he kind yes. of stops and he takes a seat. And he's like, all right, let's sit on down. <laughs> I got something to tell you. And, um, you know, sitting down in ancient times was this sort of customary posture for teaching. So they knew he was mm. about to lay down a truth. Yes. You know, they knew in love, but they knew that they had to sit because he was about to say something really, really important. And this is the point at which I think in, in a sense, it's like Jesus does a handstand. You know, he flips um, what they would have kind of um, understood greatness to be completely and utterly on its head. Mm. Um, and he corrects this false idea that they had, that authority and this greatness that they were seeking um, was not about domination. It wasn't about who gets to sit closest to the main the main man. It wasn't – it's not about greatness. It's about service. Yes. Um, and – you know, this was radically unconventional at the time. I want to say at the time, but also today. That's yes. still radically unconventional. Like sometimes we can point and laugh at the disciples and say, oh, you're so silly. I can point a finger at myself sometimes because serving doesn't feel appealing sometimes. Um, but meekness in that time and humility, they were viewed as signs of weaknesses. Especially, exactly, especially for the Messiah, because the Messiah Mm. was the warrior. Messiah was the one to save them. Messiah was the one to reign. Messiah was the king. Mm. And they wanted, they're great. They figured out that Jesus was the king. What does that mean? That we are servants of the king, therefore we're ministers, we're prime ministers. And that's what they were fighting, saying, hey, I want to be the prime minister. No, I want to be the minister, minister of finance. No, I want to be this uh, foreign affairs. And they're, they're just sort of discussing who's going to be the greatest. Jesus just <laughs> needs a pair of these headphones to put on as yeah. they're bickering, going, oh, when and Jesus, over. Yeah, exactly. And he's thinking, guys, you're missing the point. So let me, he sits them down, as you said, you know, and he says, and he just he tries to, saying look you don't need to be like these ministers what you need to be is like look this is what you need to be like and what does he bring 
a beautiful child. He brings a child and he <laughs> yeah. says, this is what you need to be like. Why? Why? Do, why, why because a child is ignorant? Because a child is childish? Mm. Is, why, why like a child? Well, because I think a child um, at the time um, was considered not to be of high esteem. Like a child had no rights. They were considered to be lowly. They, um, yeah, were not looked upon very favorably. And we know this of Jesus. If there's anything that's just blatantly clear in the scriptures is that Jesus has a heart for the lowly. And so um, a child was a real symbol for that. But also because... um, this would have been actually very clear to the disciples mm. because the word child, I learned this, I did not know this before, <laughs> in um, Greek and Aramaic um, is actually also used um, for the word servant. So it's like synonymous yes. for servant as well. And so it would have been abundantly clear to them that this child was a sign of what he was calling them to serve. Yes. And uh, again, and the child is has no influence and it can't advance your prestige. A child can't 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 give but a child needs to be served and a child needs your attention a child is someone who's going to make you uncomfortable who's going to give you sleepless nights who's going to let you uh, uh, put on their lips you're sleeping and they're painting lipstick (laughs) over your face i'm not kidding you i think it was the last time we filmed a podcast i was walking in to the filming and i looked down at my shirt and there was a shiny glimmer on my shirt and i had my nephew's snot on me and i was like (laughs) I love him so, so much, but he, he needed me. He couldn't walk yes, for himself. Yes. He was sick and he constantly needed someone to blow his nose and he used my shirt, as, <laughs> you know, because they're vulnerable and they need you. They and can't give back. Exactly. And it's also, it's humbling, but not humbling. Yeah. Like uh, w- one of my favorite um, stars, one of my um, my favorite role models, not role models, but a, a star I love is, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, oh, yeah. I love Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I love him. But he's this big, big guy. You know, he's huge. He's a bodybuilder. He's strong. He's a manly man. He's islander. Like, he's, he's rough and tough. But he, he's scary. He's very tall, very big. And he has a little daughter. But he posted a photo <laughs> of him in a little tutu <laughs> with his daughter with a little tutu. <laughs> and he's holding a little teacup, a fake teacup, with his daughter sitting down making tea for him in her play toy set. I love it. And this this big bloke, this big guy there with his teacup. And, and what he said is, when my princess says it is time for tea, <laughs> it is time for tea. <laughs> and That's Good. Yes. And so uh, this is what a child is, you know, you lay down what you're doing and you without questions ask, you serve the child, you yes. know, it's and, and, and the child loves to be served as well. Yes. So there's a lot of um, imagery of what God wants us to do, that servant leadership. These are the ones we need to serve, people who don't give us anything back yes. except the joy of service. Totally. And there is joy in service and it might not come in a tangible form, but it changes you when you serve um, something in you changes. Yes, It's this beautiful, I don't know, just the line in my head as I was um, reflecting on this was, you know, greatness in this world is empty, but service in Jesus name brings life, Yeah, you know, and we, 
can pursue these, you know, and it's, it is good. It's good to pursue greatness in one sense. You know, you don't want to waste life. Um, but this greatness of prestige, I suppose, or this greatness where you are at the centre and your accumulation and your prosperity and, and your, your comfort as your well. Your comfort, when that's at the heart of it, yes. honestly, it will leave you empty, you know. But the service, getting nothing in return in Jesus' name, actually brings you a hundred times fold yes. every time. And but at that moment, sometimes it feels empty and it feels yes. tiring. It's like even yeah. it, it comes, look, even for those of you who are married, you know, and, and, and those of you who have kids, and I know this, sometimes you're giving, even in your marriage, you're giving 100%, you're giving 100%, um, and you seem sometimes to get nothing back. Well, you know, that, that, that servant leadership, that, that commitment, that love, that's so painful. Yes. That is so hard. Thanks it's for so picking difficult. up on that because I think we can be a bit too glossy about this. Mm. We can just be like, yes, service, Jesus, and yes, maybe and we won't get anything in return. Exactly. That's real. And all it is is just staying faithful, even those what? who are faithful in an unfaithful marriage and decide wow. to stay and to serve others. And I, I acknowledge you, those who have been there through yeah. this, because th- that is what Jesus is, is just... I'm not saying that Jesus is staying, saying stay in an abusive relationship or anything like that. That's not, please don't get me wrong here. Yeah. But what Jesus is saying, that servant leadership is giving 100%, even when the other gives us nothing. Wow. Zero. Wow. And not doing it once on a missionary trip, not doing it once when you're out on the streets, yeah. but doing it day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goodness, that, that, that's, that's something the apostles couldn't understand. You see, yeah. they just wanted to, the security, the prestige, and, and, and that's natural for us to want that. Mm-hmm. But there is brokenness, there's difficulty, there's, there's that. Um, and it's not only marriage, it's, it's in any, those who are suffering from depression that have to serve life and have to hold on to life and give 100% to life, even when life is giving them nothing. Yeah, and deciding wow. to live another day and to hold on another day. Mm. That, that's beautiful servant leadership. That is beautiful um, living out the Gospels. What Jesus sat down to explain to his apostles that they needed to do. Yeah. And just, oh, just I'm probably going down a rabbit hole just because I think that's so real. And I never want to sound fake or peachy in this. Like I think that that's just so important. And, and not to suffer silently I think is important. Mm. Or to push yourself to the brink, you know. Um, that there are supports around and, and that you, you know, have the right people around you and step out when you have to to, to fill up. I think is, is certainly what Jesus would want you know, Absolutely. as well. So letting him take care of you in that too. Yes, and God is there. He's going to help you serve. He's not just going to tell you to serve and then that's it. Yeah. See, as again, this is the, the wider grasp of service. Also, um, just want you to check this out, our online courses. We thank um, our Encounter courses for this. Also, the sponsorship as well of this podcast. Um, check them out. We'd love you to learn more. Even we have a um, po- point out to you the School of Prayer where we talk there also about servant leadership. FRG Ministry presents our new online course subscription package. As a member, you will receive digital on-demand access to FRG Ministry's growing library of online courses. FRG Ministry online courses cover teaching, devotional and practical elements of the Catholic faith to help individuals, teachers, students and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. Current titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, 
Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, Introduction to the Bible and more, with new courses being added regularly. All courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers, testimonies from everyday Catholics, and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards, and phone wallpapers. Online courses from FRG Ministry are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. For more information about enrolment and subscription options, head to courses.frgministry.com forward slash subscription. It's time for the mystery box. My favourite part of the show. I hope this is, uh, this is exciting that uh, um, I can... I can Guess this uh, for me. Exciting for me, at least. It's no secret that I've very specifically picked something <laughs> that I so wouldn't guess. So that you can't. Um, <laughs> but they're rolling around. Uh, okay. Very random item in the box. And Father Rob, can I get you two out of two times? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the, for those of you again who don't know the Catholic influencers mystery box. Uh, we go to a dollar store and we have to try. The one of us has to choose it, and the other has to guess what it is. <laughs> in our very official box, Lo- we just stuck lo- a sticker on it's the box. I, you know what's going to give it away, I you think? Know. The smell. There's a smell <laughs> to it. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, there it looks like two golf balls. But it smells like something to, to make your clothes smell nice. <laughs> and get rid of the mothballs or to put in your washing machine. Mothballs stink like my grandma. Oh. <laughs> this smells nice. Does your grandma have a beard? My no. grandma has since passed away. Ah, okay, but so. quick detour about my grandma. <laughs> um, she used to marinate the most delicious olives and put them under the sink. And one day I went under the sink... And not only did she keep marinated olives under the sink, she kept her dentures in a jar <laughs> under the same sink and I could not eat the olives. I just pictured no. her gums chewing the olives. Anyway, back to the mystery box. <laughs> so here it is. This is um, our... our um, it has a smiley face on it. Look, it's either it's something you put in clothes. It's something to do with clothes, for I sure. I maintain that you only know that this is true because you have stinky shoes. <laughs> because that's what they are. They're deodorizing balls for I your shoes. I didn't get that. You've got smelly feet. No, I don't. Possibly. But no, also, I don't they, they are deodorizing scented balls for your gym bag and for your locker. You've got to ride or whatever. <laughs> okay. I, no, I don't know if I got that right, but close. I but hope the, the scent smell sticks around. I hope it sticks around to Christmas time when we give it away. <laughs> I'm going to leave it open. Just to keep this fresh. The Just to the, the, the smell of victory to put it in my don't face. Joke. You don't. Okay. Love it. What's up next? <laughs> the next is... Three, two, one. It's time for Saint Me a Picture. Who's our saint? We've got the beautiful Saint Maria Goretti. Saint Maria Goretti. As FRG Ministry, we love Saint Maria Goretti. She's one of our ministry partners saints and we've chosen her for a particular purpose every time i was researching for, for her and you know like i know her story i've watched movies about her but i just i just cried again i was just in the middle of my studies and i was just crying crying out loud i, I live uh, alone so i stay alone so i can cry, <laughs> i can bawl my eyes out and wind you guys and, and also got a soundproof room <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it can be ugly a gozo cry. comes in like why are you screaming <laughs> not screaming <laughs> But she, that story is just so beautiful. A story of forgiveness, a story of love, a story of purity, mm. a story of fighting for what is right. Mm. Just, just 12 years old, one of the youngest, if not the youngest, canonized saint in the world. And 
there was a you tell us the story just quickly i feel bad because you i love um the sincerity of your love for her it's really beautiful but um yeah she's a young girl born into a farming family you know but they really loved god and one day when she was 12 as you say um her neighbor alessandro kind of set upon her tried to make sexual advancements on her and she fought against him and um According to recounts, she was saying things like, no, like this is not what God wants. It would be a sin. God does not want this. And she tried to fight him off, but Alessandro persisted. Um, And then when she tried to push back again, um, he stabbed her. He stabbed her, I think, um, 11 times. And um, it said that she had said she would rather die than submit to that because it was outside of God's plan and... Um, she tried to escape and then again he stabbed her and um, yeah her wounds I think you had she went to hospital she was yes. taken to hospital there was no doctor there was a pharmacist and even on her as she, as she was dying she was going in and out of consciousness and um, the pharmacist said this said um, sort of remember me when you go to heaven you're going to be a saint remember me and and she said I will but uh, then she woke up and she started praying for Alessandro. She wow. started, and she prayed this. And the pharmacist recounts this. Says, says, um, Jesus, I want Alessandro to come with me to heaven. I want, mm-hmm. and and it's not out of anger, out of uh, absolute forgiveness. Wow. And he, at that moment, at that very moment, is woken up in a dream. Um, uh, 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 there's like uh, that she's been forgiven. I'm, I'm not too sure what happened to him because he was imprisoned <coughs> he was and imprisoned. he was unrepentant at first. Okay, I think. so that's and then yes, he had a dream and she Saint Maria Goretti appeared to him and I think he, um, he saw that she had lilies in her yes. hand, which I think is a it's sign purity. Of, yeah, and the resurrection, yeah. purity and the resurrection. Yeah. Yep, and he woke up from that dream completely repentant for what he had done and. Um, when he was released from prison 27 years later, he went straight to her mother, asking the mother for forgiveness. Crying and begging for forgiveness. Yeah. And eventually he um, he becomes a, a, a brother, a monk, mm-hmm. um, or religious, and um, gives his life to Jesus. And he actually attends her canonization. And he's the one that we know, that's why, where she says no it's a sin. God does not want it. And she <laughs> himself says these words and says, this is what she kept saying. No, it's a sin. God does not want it. And he said he was a remorseful heart and soul. He says, but I persisted. I continued. Wow. And and he was just so sorry. And this Alessandro ended up a holy man. Um, and so her prayer, I think, is fulfilled that he is in heaven but yeah, just amazing, and she's the patron and for of youth and um, of purity of inmates of rape victims as well, um, and of forgiveness as well. So if you're finding it hard to forgive someone, if you're finding it hard to, um, even if you're a victim of of something like this, just just ask for her intercession. Pray mm-hmm. that that she will pray for you, um, because the, the graces that she experienced. Um, through this storm and through this pain, just uh, absolutely amazing, mm. incredible. And again, this is why she's one of our ministry partners, because a lot of our ministry at FRG Ministry is to reach out to young people, is to reach out to people who are struggling, young people who are struggling. And again, because of our ministry partners, we're able to continue this ministry and to reach out through the intercession as well of St. Maria Goretti. The production of this podcast would not be possible without the support of our donors and ministry partners. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a one-off donation or becoming an FRG ministry partner 
from just $5 per month, as well as enabling FRG ministry to impact hearts across the world through the creation of online resources and outreach programs. As an FRG ministry partner, you will have access to our rewards program, where you can receive exclusive benefits and content to help you continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about becoming an FRG ministry partner, head to frgministry.com slash donate. Topic of the week. We have a topic. That's right. And it is, what if children had something to teach us? What if children had something? Let's play a game here, okay? Can we have some theme music? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay, oh, this yeah. is like like a. a <laughs> I feel like we need song. to start all over again. The podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have. I, have that, I don't have. We've got to add like canned laughter yeah, yeah, into yeah. The, the mix. Well, of I might sound have effects. something anyway. <laughs> okay. And then maybe people will finally laugh at your dad jokes. I do. I do. Look, I have an applause. Oh. And I have laughter. Thank you. And then. <laughs> that's all you need. Those three sounds. Right. That's all you need. <laughs> Fancy technology, but not 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 um, fun music. But here's the game we're gonna play. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I've listed a few points of what I think children can teach us, and you've listed a few points. Yeah. Okay. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna mention one. It's not a game, but it's just... Uh, uh, You're just competitive. Ta- 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 not everything ta- is a competition. Okay, <laughs> I get it. You won the mystery My box. assistant tells me that all the time. <laughs> I'm starting to believe that it's true. <laughs> but Who thinks Father Rob is competitive? <laughs> I am. I am I'm, I'm, I'm driven. <laughs> That's a nice way to coin it. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to mention... Uh, Justine, Justine will start first. Uh, things, something that a child teaches you. I think the first thing that children have to teach us is just to have fun. Mm. My goodness, like loving Jesus and being alive is a fun experience. There is joy to be had. I'm currently, I'm wearing socks right now, but today I was on a day bed outside and my nieces and nephews were drawing chalk on my toenails. (laughs) So I have a five-star pedicure (laughs) with chalky tones of yellows and blues, but um you know, it's just fun. Like, why not draw on my toes? Go for it. But I just love, I love wrestling with the kids. I love playing soccer with my nieces or nephews or singing loudly at the shops or building rockets or face painting. Building um, rockets, wow. Real. Yeah, it's pretty cool. My dad does. He's a physicist. So they're very elaborate homemade rockets. Um, but... You know, letting kids put too much sprinkles on ice cream. You know what? Life is short. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And diabetes is a thing, so <laughs> that's also to be uh, considered. But I just think that they can teach us how to have fun again because as adults, we just get so uptight sometimes yeah. and life gets a bit too serious and we can forget. So, um, yeah, have fun. Beautiful. Okay, so number two, uh, the thing that I came up with, is as long as mum is around or dad is around, there's nothing to fear. Oh, this, so is, uh, this is something I learned from children. And even no matter how complicated, no matter how difficult, and no matter how scary the situation is, um, as long as mama's around. Did you ever watch the, um, La Vita Bella? Yes. You know, that there yes. was a whole war and dad yes. was around. And as long as dad was around, that was okay. The go- going through the whole war was okay because, because dad was there. Well, if you want to cry for days, watch that movie. It's so sad. I love that with Guardami Principessa. Yes. Guardami oh, so Principessa. Beautiful. Do yourself a favor and go watch it. If you speak Italian, you don't need to speak Italian. It's in English. Is it in, it's in Italian, but there are subtitles. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, life is beautiful, it's called. 
Roberto Benini is the actor. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Third is that children teach us how to pray with heart. I think Ooh. sometimes we can be a little stoic and stuck in our prayers or can I pray for that? Kids, there are no bounds to what kids pray for. And I love praying um, with my niece, Adriana, because I think sometimes she confuses prayer with her um her list for Santa Claus <laughs> and she'll be rattling off like, can I please have this? Thank you for that. But then sometimes they'll pull out just the most honest and incredible prayer. Like they'll remember to pray for that one person that they overheard you talking about was struggling or just this, you know, yeah. pure prayer for someone else or for themselves. And it will just bring you to your knees. So I think that they just teach us that um, God wants all of what we have to say. You know, yeah. in, in prayer, just to let unfiltered it, and and yes. and just beautiful, honest yes. um, conversation with God. That's beautiful. That was number three. Number four yep. is that wrongdoing doesn't destroy a relationship. Mm. That th- in a sense, they they are forgiving, but it's it's even if you do something wrong, they're ready to forgive. They're ready to to um, be to reconcile with that relationship. And sometimes yep. we give people around us as adults, we give people one chance and they yes. mess it up. I'll give you a re- I'll trust you until you give me a reason not to. Mm. And then sort of relationship is gone. Yeah. And with a child, I think it's just ongoing generosity yes. and forgiveness. Beautiful. All right. Um, this is the last one. So much pressure. Why do you get three and I get two? Well, you can put it. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. All right. I think they teach us that um, to just try something new. Yes. I love this again. I'm always going to reference my nieces and nephews. They are so cute. Um, but I think I just look at my own life and I can just become so comfortable in what I know and what I can't do. Like, I wish I didn't wag my year seven piano lessons because. Wag that skive. Wag. It's like you skip, you yeah, skip yeah. out on your lessons. I was such a brat. I wish I could go back. But, <laughs> you know, um, kids just want to learn the next thing. And that can be so annoying at times. I know that um, when my nieces and nephews come over, they just always want to play my guitar, which is really <laughs> painful to listen to. But it can't. That's why I hang mine on the high <laughs> wall where kids cannot reach. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> but I just love their desire to, to get into something new, to find joy in a new way, their zeal, their confidence that, yeah, I can learn this. It's yeah. such a um, refreshing reminder that to me it's never too late. And to always step out of, of what you know into something new and pick up a new skill or a new hobby or um, see something in a new way. That's wonderful. So now this is, a, the, give us more of your list. What do kids teach you? We'd love mm-hmm. to hear um, from you. You can leave this on our social media. You can leave this on the comment as well below on this YouTube video, those who are watching YouTube or on, on the platform you're at. Again, thank you so much for joining us for this podcast we're so grateful for you we're grateful for you you listening please share this podcast review this podcast um let people know Um, leaving reviews puts us higher on this algorithm so we need um we need your reviews we need your five stars yes and the challenge of the week is to learn how to say kapanam kapanam either that or to do something childlike this week like paint your face and go to work 
Yes. Or paint your boss's face. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then uh, and go to work. <laughs> But uh, also, please stay in touch with us. Um, go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast uh, at um, Catholic Influencers underscore on, um, on Instagram. If you want to send us an email, podcast at frgministry.com. We want your mystery box items. Send them to us. Um, go, go to P.O. Box 96, Strathdale, Victoria, 3550, Australia. Thank you once again, and we look forward to seeing you and you hearing us again <laughs> and joining us next week. God bless. Catch you then. God bless.